Hello and welcome to Life Save Her, the podcast. This is a podcast for all of my women, men you can listen to, but for all of my women to come get a weekly dose of some self-care, some self-help, and tips to live the life that you desire. I'm your host, Brittany A. Johnson. I want to set this disclaimer. While I am a licensed mental health counselor and I am going to be talking about mental health and life-related topics, this is not a substitute for therapy. This is an addition, this is a bonus, this is that kind of added support so that you have what you need in and outside of session. If you need a therapist, I encourage you to reach out to different therapists in your area, or you may also email me to get a list of therapists that I may recommend. Stay tuned for today's episode. Welcome to today's episode where we are continuing with our series on attachment. And today we're going to talk about attachment in relation to intimate relationships. So I know many of us are in relationships or have at least had at least one serious relationship in our lives. And probably through those relationships or even if it's that one relationship, you probably did a little bit of reflection to see, you know, what went wrong. Or you may be like a lot of us who just was like, you know what, it was their issue, it was their loss, and I'm moving on to the next. I know that's a common mantra that, you know, we as women and men too take on when we end a relationship, especially if the relationship ended and we really didn't want it to end. We really wasn't ready for it to end. So I do know that that's something that we kind of all say, but I do want us to take some time today to dig into some of our relationships. Now, and again, this is a not a substitute for therapy. This is really just looking into some additional information or additional things that could be going on that could be driving some of the things that you're seeing in your relationship, some of the patterns that you may be noticing or ignoring. We all know it's easier to overlook, ignore, brush off, what have you, some of the things that may be going wrong in the relationship that might be because of us. Again, this is not one of those following your own sword type of situations, but we have to be honest with ourselves so that we can be honest with others to say and know that sometimes we are the issue in a relationship. Sometimes we are the problem. There's a, a meme that goes around and every time I see it, I try to share it that basically says like something to the effect of, you know, I get on my own nerves sometimes. That's a true statement. And many of us, if we want to be honest, will admit or acknowledge that, yep, I can get on my own nerves at times. So let's take this time to look at our relationships. And if you notice something that is said here today in this episode that is really, you know, triggering or causing you to want to do some digger dive, some deeper dive, then I definitely encourage you as always to reach out to a therapist in your community, or you can even email me to get some further discussion. Or since we have the group now, you can head over to the group on Facebook and have the discussion there as well. So let's get into relationships in relation to attachment styles. So for a review of those attachment styles, we know that we're going to talk about kind of those four common or three, yeah, four common attachment styles, which is that secure attachment, right? That's the one where you know you're safe, you know who you are, you're okay if somebody is with you or if they're not with you. And it's a healthy balance of I can make it on my own, but I'm glad you're here, right? That's kind of how I see that one. 
Then we have that kind of anxious resistant, right? So that is that kind of more frightened by separation, um, frightened to be alone, frightened when the person comes back around, you're kind of also frightened. Then we have that avoidant, right? That's the one that doesn't respond either way. And we talked about in a previous episode about sometimes people strive to be avoided because they think it they think it means that they're low maintenance or that they're less of a problem but in reality avoiding really can also look like you don't have any connection to that person either so that's the, those those types that can go either way and we're going to get into some of those deeper you know as we go into the episode and then we've got that disorganized so that's the one that regardless to when the person leaves when they come back you have more of an aggressive kind of style when they're back. You're kind of angry that they left you. So you're really looking at them kind of in detail in that regard. So that's just a quick review of, you know, the types of attachment styles we're going to talk about. And just also quick review of why we even have attachment, right? So we know that attachment is that emotional bond or that emotional connection between people. So for today, we're talking about intimate relationships, we can also let this kind of flavor out and, and flare out to be, you know, friend relationships, family relationships as well. But this one, we're, I'm really going to kind of dig into the intimate partner relationships and also kind of talking about your family and friends because it also shows up there. So we know that the reason we have emotional attachments is for that safety. It is important for kids to feel safe and secure, but it's equally and actually more important for us as adults to feel that emotional and physical safety. It's also about trust, being able to trust and know that someone has your back or someone's going to be there if you need it. Not saying that you're a person that constantly needs people around or constantly needs support, but just if you need it, it's there. And then lastly, that confidence, having secure or having healthy attachment can also build confidence because again, it kind of plays into the trust of where you know someone's got your back. So you are able to kind of go out and, and see the world and go out and try things and know that regardless of what happens, you're emotionally and possibly physically going to be okay. So that's just kind of our quick recap of what that looks like or what we're talking about in terms of attachment. So in terms of relationships, as I mentioned earlier, a lot of us get into relationships for different reasons. So we know that there are people who do what we call that trauma bond, right? So those are those people that get together because they both either have a similar home experience going on or they see that this person can kind of rescue them or they rescue that person. Somewhere in that sense where they're getting together, not just because they love each other, because I do believe that people, even with the trauma bond, that there is, you know, love and attachment there. Again, may not always be healthy, but that there is this love and attachment and they have built kind of those three pillars of safety, trust and confidence. So we, you know, you enter these kind of relationships and typically with trauma bonds, we see that kind of in younger relationships. So you may see that with people who get together like in high school or right out of high school um, and you'll see them kind of get together. But it does, you, they get together, but it does also happen as we get older if we haven't had time to heal from the past or do something different in our past. So it can still happen in that regard as well. So you got this trauma bond. So you've got this person that you're with because they're either rescuing you or you're rescuing them, or you guys are rescuing each other. Because let's be real, if both of you all are coming from a traumatic background, chances are you're helping each other out and healing each other in those regards. 
So you've got that going on. And then so let's say you've moved through life, you get older, things start to change. And then you're looking at that relationship in a different route, right? You're looking at like, hmm, how did I get here? Or why am I here? So you hear people say things like, I've been with them so long, I might as well just ride it out. Or on the flip side, you get people that are like, you know what, I am out of here. I have put up with way more than I needed to, way more than I wanted to, and I'm out of here. I am leaving. Either way, that's kind of that traditional trauma bond, or let's not use traditional, let's scratch traditional. That's that kind of trauma bond relationship. So those typically can look like, you know, you are really attached to that person so a lot of times if it's a trauma bond you might even notice that they may have that kind of anxious resistant or even a disorganized attachment to that person Um, you rarely see in a trauma bond that someone is avoided you rarely see that because they both need each other in some capacity whether you are the rescuer or you're the one being rescued or you guys are equally rescuing each other you kind of start seeing those kind of disorganized um those are more you start seeing those kind of intimate partner relationships or you see couples who like argue and they're loud with each other and when you're out on a group with them you're kind of uncomfortable uncomfortable because you're like what is going on that's more that disorganized attachment and then again the anxious resistant where they are afraid to be apart. And in trauma bond relationships, that is huge. You likely, if you see one, you see the other. Now, there are relationships that are healthy and secure that also kind of operate that way. But some of them also, again, are those trauma bond relationships. So that's, you know, when you think about that, like that's what those attachment styles look like in there. Very rarely do you see someone who has a secure attachment throughout their life be in a relationship that's not built on some type of mutual trauma or some type of rescue type situation then you kind of if you look into you know some of these other relationships and I don't want to use any people in particular as examples because that can get messy and I am not here to do the mess sometimes mess is funny but not when it comes to things like this and things like people's lives but you know you start looking at those you know relationships where you see the people and they're together they're not together and you're just kind of unsure what's going on so those are you know those relationships also exist but when we're thinking about what a secure relationship or a secure attachment in a relationship would look like it would really look like someone who is okay with their with their partner being with their own friends are okay with their partner being somewhere and they're not there outside of like work and things like that like this is where you like really in a social setting you're okay if your partner's not there you're okay if you know that you're not going to talk to your partner until later in the evening and you haven't heard from them all day you're not really worried about what they're doing when they're not with you you're just you're you're both okay you both know that when you get together it's going to be full of love and laughter and fun but if you're apart there's no there's no issues around trust there's not a lot of let me check your phone there's really none of that when you're in those secure you know attachment style relationships so again those are those kind of more ideal relationships where you are okay as who you are your partner's okay who they are and you guys come together in that middle so to speak so that's when if, if we're going to talk about relationship goals and I know that's a hot thing and if you've ever heard me talk about it you know it is my least favorite thing to talk about whenever we're talking about relationships is seeing a couple as a relationship goal because we have no idea what really goes on when they're not in the public eye or when they're not out in the community so 
in terms of relationship goals, I'm never going to put it on an actual couple. But I will say that those secure attachments, people who have secure attachments, those are relationship goals. Again, I'm not putting a face or a name to it, but just saying the characteristics of being okay regardless. And that's one of my favorite taglines that I use with all of my clients. I want you to be okay regardless. So the other, the next one is kind of that anxious or resistant. So this one, we really see a lot of people fall into this category. No shade, no shame. We all are where we are. And and I do think that this one kind of comes up and, and happens based on things we experience in childhood, based on things we've seen in other relationships, good or bad. So this anxious or resistant type of connection or relationship is really when you're kind of afraid of what your partner's doing when they're not with you. You really need them to kind of be in constant contact with you. You need to know their every move. You need to know what they're doing. On the extreme side, you will see this is the woman who's checking the phone or the man who's checking the phone. They're checking instant messages. They have to have each other's passwords. You know, those kind of things is kind of that anxious resistant. You really are worried if your partner's not with you, that they're not being loyal or they're not being faithful or they're not trustworthy. And because of things that we have all experienced, this seems to be one of the most common types of relationships that I see. And that might just be because of the type of work I do. And I do recognize that, you know, my my view is really shaped in the types of clients that I've seen throughout my life and typically healthy people up until recently, right? Because we are breaking those stigmas. But up until recently, healthy people, air quote on healthy, didn't really show up in therapy. So I would see a lot of people who kind of fall in this anxious or resistant category where they really are worried about what their partner's doing. They may do things again, like check the phone, they're checking passwords. They might go as far as to even have trackers on the person's car or their phone so that they can, again, kind of know what they're doing when they're absent. And they need that constant reassurance that everything is okay. So that's an anxious resistant type. And then we have this avoidant type. Now, this avoidant type has is quickly becoming a go-to or an air quote ideal type of person for many people. At least that's what we say. So this avoidant is really what it looks like on the outside is someone that doesn't care, right? Like if I don't talk to my partner for days on end, it's whatever. If they don't call me back when I want them to, I can move on quickly, right? That's that avoidant type. And again, it looks on the outside like you are kind of this low maintenance. You don't need a lot of attention. You just kind of want to rock with your partner when they're there. But if they're not, you know, it's whatever you're avoiding. It looks like that on the outside, but really on the inside, that person typically has a lot of anxiety and has to kind of put this I don't care mindset out or I don't care attitude so that they can protect themselves. And then on the flip side, if you're avoidant and you're in a relationship with someone, let's say that has that anxious type of attachment style, if you're acting like you don't care or everything's just nonchalant, it could send the message to them that you actually don't care. It could send the message to them that you don't want to be attached. You don't want to be connected. So ladies and gentlemen, while I do know that, you know, being low maintenance is ideal because it looks like you're not needy and it looks like you're just kind of, you know, this strong, independent person. It is really unhealthy to stay there and be in that space because you don't care actually, right? So that's one that, again, people think they would like to be, and it sounds good on the outside to be nonchalant, but think about on the flip side, how that would feel 
if you are with someone who just doesn't care, right? Like they don't care regardless if you're here, if you're not here, if they talk to you, if they don't talk to you, like they just don't care. So that's that kind of, you know, avoidant type. And then lastly, we have that kind of disorganized. Now, this one we typically see a lot in intimate partner relationships where where there's that balance or what we used to call domestic violence. You know, the terms are still being interchanged, but because we know that it's not necessarily one way anymore, right? We're seeing an increase in in more that just intimate because it does happen across genders. It's not specific to heterosexual couples. It is it happens across the gamut. So that disorganizes it's really when you start seeing people who are aggressive when they come back around. So they may like as as mildly as hug their partner really tight but on the extreme side they may go as far as they're actually hitting their partner they're shoving them they're biting them we've seen i'm sure you've seen movies and if you know maybe even in real life you've seen people that will bite their partner when they come back around and you know we not necessarily those hickey or passion marks but like literally bite them and pinch them and just hug them really tightly or squeeze them those typically are people who kind of have those disorganized attachment styles. And so in their mind, this is an act of love, right? In their mind, they're doing this because they want you to know that they missed you. They want you to know that they love you. But in reality, they really, you know, it's some other stuff kind of going on. But either way, those are kind of the overview of each of those attachment styles, right? So we did, we also talked about those trauma bonds and how those show up with different attachment styles because you can see that the trauma bond relationships can also have those anxious resistant. They can have those avoidant and the disorganized. Very rarely do you see someone in a trauma bond situation that has a secure attachment or secure relationship. It's very rare. I'm not going to say it's never happened because who I, who knows it might, but in my experience as a professional, I have not seen that happen regularly. So when we think about those attachment styles, even if we broaden it out to our friendships, the same things can happen. Now, and in friendships, you're not doing as you know these overly outward things because we know socially it's not acceptable, but it still can happen. In your relationships with your family, with your family, right? You can still see these same things kind of play out. If you, you know, depending on these attachment styles, but either way, just wanted to make sure that we kind of talked about what they can look like. And again, if you are in a space where you heard something today that makes you want to dig deeper or makes you stop and pause and start questioning some of your relationships, I do invite you to do that safely, right? So if you know you can handle just kind of digging into your own stuff and trying to identify where you are and what types of relationships you have, do that. But if you need support, please do not hesitate to reach out and get support because it's important for you to get where you want to go and be who you want to be and live the life that you want to live. Don't forget to join me over in the Life Save Her group on Facebook. Until next time. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found the episode insightful and helpful to you on your journey. As you all know, podcasts are rated by the number of subscribers and the ratings that they receive. So don't forget to hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this at and also leave a rating and a comment. I welcome all comments. Also, make sure you head over to the different social medias, Instagram at Brittany A. Johnson LMHC, Facebook at Brittany A. Johnson, and even on LinkedIn at Brittany A. Johnson LMHC, and follow so you can stay connected to what's going on. Talk to you soon.